Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal Shark CFO Espinosa. And uh, how's your uh, hump day going? It's Wednesday, middle of the week, middle of the <clears throat> um, work week. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you are in uh, in, um, in tune to achieve your goals for this week, uh, in tune to achieve your goals for the month, for the year, for the five-year plan. And I hope you have a plan. If not, go and look at our uh, Lunch with the Sharks from uh, two weeks ago, last week, uh, as uh, we, we spoke about that, mindsetting, uh, strategic planning, goal setting, and that fun stuff. And um, it's been a roller coaster for the United States of America. What the hell is going on? What the F is going on? I'm not surprised, believe it or not. I'm not surprised. I am not um, at all surprised. What am I? What, what am I surprised is that, and we were discussing this yesterday, or not discussing, but we just—I was just commenting—is that no government in the world is perfect. No government in any country is perfect. But when a group of individuals do what they did, regardless of whomever instigated it, whomever, regardless of whomever uh, called them to do so, whenever a group of people do whatever they did last week, it's a warning signal for those who are in the government, for those who are in control of the nation. There's something completely rotten in the government. Maybe the whole government is rotten, but people are seeking change. People are not happy. And you're gonna tell me, well, they're just the Republicans. No, no, it's not just the Republicans. It's not just one side. It's both sides. Listen carefully to those signals. Listen carefully to those comments. Listen carefully because people are not happy the way in general, not in the last four years, not the last eight years, not the last 16 years, People are not content, they're not happy, and you're not gonna be able to make everybody happy. But when a good portion of the nation seeks change or tells you, be careful, beware. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the new administration uh, will bring us closure to a lot of things will bring um, change to a lot of things. I think that after the eight years from Bush Jr., everybody was looking for a change with Obama's administration. 
that didn't happen. Same as in Mexico. After 60 plus years of one party ruling the nation, everybody had their hopes in the new party that was ruling. And they don't have a magic wand like in Harry Potter. They don't. They cannot just change several, several years of lack of actions in one term. They can actually just start uh, um, making those changes, but uh, I, I, I hope this new administration has their, their focus really clear to where they're going to do it, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and not just focus on our current situation, which is the pandemic. There's a lot of healing to be done. There's a lot of um, a lot of things that need to be done, and those things start by us. Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, Robertito, uh, my nephew, sent me a video, and he said, "Oh, this is something really interesting that you should talk about in lunch with a shark." And I was looking at the video, and this video, it's all about mindset. This video, it's all about what we have been indoctrinated in. It's our stupid beliefs that we think that the government is there to bail us out in any aspect in, the, in our lives. Oh, the government is supposed to uh, um, support me when I retire. The government is su supposed to help me with medicine. The government is there to support me to, through my whole life. They were also talking about your mindset that when somebody in your family makes it, meaning they, they have enough resources, they're supposed to help you. And if they don't help you, it's because... They are looking down to you. It's very interesting because the video also talked about everybody making sure that they go to school, that they learn a trade, that they learn something to do and that they can go into the workforce. School does not teach you entrepreneurship. School does not teach you true finances. School does not teach you taxes. School does not teach you how to balance your checkbook, how to create a budget, how to save for your retirement on your own, how to not expect handouts. Yes, there are handouts. The $600 that the government is issuing, the $1,200 that they issued, yeah, nobody is, is saying, oh, no, 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 I don't want to receive them. Everybody's happy with $1,200 extra or $600 extra. But at what cost? At what cost? Mindset starts from you. You cannot blame the government for you not having a job, 
for your company closing, for your uh, uh, bank account being in zeros. It's up to you. Really, it's up to you, not to the government, not to your family, not to your spouse, not to your kids, not to your parents, not to anybody other than you. You are the only one responsible. And if you play the victim and if you complain that, holy shit, I don't have a job or holy shit, I have no money to pay the rent or holy shit this or holy shit that. And you never accept responsibility for that. Dude. You're fucking up your life. How many people are there that as soon as they lost their job because of the current situation that the world is going through, they started selling tamales, selling coffee, doing this, doing that, looking for ways to support or to uh, uh, um, uh, supplement their income? How many? Instead of just sitting there going through depression and like, holy shit, I lost my job. Holy shit, the government has an issue my unemployment. Oh, holy shit, I cannot afford it. How many? I can tell you that most in my circle have not uh, uh, suffered from that, have not given up have looked for other options. Clients of ours that have seek or reach out to us for support. Um, I remember a lady that uh, when we prepare her tax return last year, I think it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, it was in March. And she came to the office when we still were open. And I remember seeing her face. She, she, works, she works at Costco. She works at a packaging uh, department in Costco because what they do is they buy in bulk certain things and uh, they package them to be uh, sold at the stores, at the warehouses. And she came to me and she said, oh, um, I want to ask you something because I know you went to school. And I did go to school, but those things you don't learn in school. Finances, you don't learn in school. And she said, you know what? My 401k lost more than 50%. And I'm like, holy shit. And that was when the stock market crashed. But it lost like 22, 25%. And she says, I'm going to pull it out. I want to save as much as I can of what I saved so far through my life. And I said, you know what? It's up to you. I am not giving you this advice as a professional. I'm giving you this advice in my individual character as be done. I said, if I were you, I would hold off on liquidating my 401k, on liquidating my uh, investments, because this is temporary. This is not forever. And that was gambling there because but historically, it's we know that the stock market recovers, right? Stock market is not something for uh, the faint of heart. It's something for the long run. It's not something for the short term. And I said, give it six months. It's up to you. It's your decision. She reached out to us last week. 
so we can prepare her tax return for 2020. And she thanked me. She thanked me for the advice that I gave her. And she did not pull it out. She did not sell uh, her stocks. She did not withdraw, withdrew all the money from her 401k. And she recovered and she made a profit. Now, if she would have lost it, the question would be who should he, she had blamed? Her own actions or my advice? We would never know, but at least she acknowledged that my advice pan out. And I had actually forgotten about the advice that I gave her until she reminded me through her email. People, change your perspectives. Change your mindset. I know that it's very easy to say it than to do it, but it's all on you. Grow a pair, take action, take risks. This morning I received a call from, from, from someone. Uh, she was a little bit desperate and she, she had a personal issue. And I actually told her, you know what? Change your perspective. Oh, but it's all, it's all because of me. And I said, no, that's, that's the first thing that you have wrong. It actually takes two to tango. It's not on you solely. You are not the one holding it or gluing it. It's not on you. Change it. It's both. Goes both ways. It takes two to tango. Change your perspective. Oh, but everything that I'm being told hurts me. Change your perspective. Who gives meanings to the words? The person who is telling it to you or you who is receiving the message? And it goes the same way. It goes the same way with everything that happens in our life. It goes the same way as everything that we do in our life. Everything affects us. I have clients that send me messages pretty much every time they're gonna make a decision so I can make it for them. I actually ignore those messages. I am not the one to make decisions. It's on you to make those decisions. I can actually advise you when it comes to taxes, accounting, and management. Not even on finances because I'm not allowed or I don't have a certificate to advise you on financial or financing uh, issues. I can tell you on my personal experience, I can tell you as to what I've seen other clients do, but it's on you. Yesterday, I wrote a letter of uh, uh, verifying employment for, for a friend of ours that are, are financing a new purchase on their property. And I was very clear, I cannot certify or say that you will have a constant income. I will not certify that you will be employed for the next 30 years. I would not certify because this is not on me. It's not my company, it's your company. I can actually issue you a letter certifying that we've prepared your payroll for the last five, 10 years, that your salary for the last year annualizes this much, and that it's up to the financing company to make their due diligence and to review. It's not on us. We cannot be uh, responsible for whatever is gonna happen in the future. It's on you. You need to be accountable for your own actions. You need to 
shift. You need to move. We are in a brand new cycle. We are 13 days in this new cycle. What are we doing to shake it off and move? Are we victims? Are we expecting handouts? They're gonna bail me out. Oh, the government is issuing uh, a, a payroll protection uh, a program that I can actually get it for free. So let's do it. Yeah, but you need to utilize it for the purpose that it is. And it's income. It's 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 free money, right? It's 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 gonna come back and bite us, cause yeah, they're financing us. They're giving that to us as a grant. Before the new act, that those incomes were going to be taxable, not as an income, but the deductions were not going to be tax deductible, the expenses. So there was going to be an implicit cost there. Oh, they didn't tell me. They didn't tell me. Yeah. So let's continue with our topic of the week. This is just my five cents of what I'm seeing going on in the world and I'm perceiving. Should I hire a human resource department to be outsourced? Or should I have it in home? In businesses, in business, getting caught in the weeds can interfere with the big picture. Yes, the focus or the main reason as to why you started your business. Handling payroll and taxes takes a lot of time. And it's very interesting because this morning I had a phone call with uh, a client that we presented a proposal and they're like, holy shit, that's a lot of money. Well, holy shit, do you know what entitles to run a business? Oh, can you, can you uh, uh, adjust it? Yeah, I can adjust it, but you're gonna have to manage your business, not me. Oh, but I don't know how to do it then. <laughs> what, are you, what is it that you want me to do? Right? Either you outsource it or you hire somebody internally to run your business and take care of the payroll and payroll taxes. That's why many business use outsourcing firms and software to handle everything from payroll, resume screening, to benefit enrollment, compliance issue. Human resources, it's not simple. It's not a set it and forget it. It's not just what the system, the payroll system, it's telling you. Oh, the payroll system told me that it was very easy. I just needed it to create an account in the uh, state employment development department and that was it. Really, do it. Oh no, they're asking me for this number. They're asking me for this other license. They're asking me for this, da, 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 da. five, six, seven, ten things. Right. Oh, but the system, the system, the system, the system. Stop trying to learn the system that runs your payroll and learn the whole process. Everything has something behind that little section. Pros of hiring outsourcing for your human resources. 
It saves money. Small companies and startups usually cannot justify the expense of hiring a full-time human resource manager or employee. Large companies also frequently rely on outsourced experts to bolster their staff. Yes, large companies hire external advisors that oversee that oversee and review everything that the company does internally. There's so much in stake. The biggest gains come from outsourcing somewhat repetitive tasks that require a lot of time, but don't necessarily need a lot of training, guidance, or personnel knowledge. A good examples are large volume recruiting, payroll, independent contractors compliance, and background checks. Oh my God, independent contractors. Uh, uh, I've never had my independent contractors sign three forms. Well, not because you have never had them sign those three forms means that they are not required. When we came on board as your advisors, we are reviewing your compliance. We found out that you were not compliant and that's what we require to keep you compliant. Open up your mind and not because your friend, your relatives, your acquaintances, your other uh, competitors don't do it doesn't mean that it's right. Oh, nobody's asking for this form. Well, it doesn't mean that it's not, it's correct, does it? Oh, but the, the, the CFO from my, from my friend that has an agency says that it's not required. Well, have your friend hire a new CFO or send them to school or classes from the American Institute Certified Public Accountants and you will find out. Here's a link. Oh, oh, uh, let me tell them. Allows staff to be more strategic. HR staff plays a role in recruiting, hiring, training, moral building, policy making, risk management. Do you want me to continue? The list is long. There's a lot for one department, much less one person to handle. Outsourcing some of these functions frees up the internal HR team to be more strategic rather than tactical. And it actually comes to every department in your company. Uh, remember, I had a meeting last, last week with an attorney that fully understands this. His mindset is, I'm an entrepreneur. Even though I'm an attorney, I'm an entrepreneur. And I don't want to handle or have the burden of the back of the house of accounting, managing, taxes, payroll. I just want to focus on growing my firm through acquiring clients, through delivering. Oh, you sign an agreement without a date of delivery. Really? So that's how you play it? You, you, you provide an agreement with no date of delivery and you deliver whenever the fuck you want? There's, comp there's, there's industry standards. Don't give me that bullshit. You know when I will hire you again? Never. You know, you know when I will recommend you never because you're shady. You just want to take your client's money, right? You, you don't care about taking your money, your, the, client from your, the money from your clients. Another advantage is vertical expertise. 
outsourcing can be a good option when you may just not have the relevant expertise in-house. Jobs like legal compliance begin to get much more complicated as a company grows. For example, at a 50 employee mark, regulations around the Affordable Care Act and the Family Medical Leave Act, they kick in. Smaller companies may have had a non-expert handling some of the HR duties. And many now find themselves unable to keep up with the rules and regulations surrounding areas like taxes, Affordable Care Act, family leave, minimum wage, exempt or not exempt, do I follow federal or state guidance? At this point, outsourcing this job to an HR specialist who understands the legal, legal vertical would be tremendous savings if your HR department fucks up. Again, HR issues can actually bankrupt a company. Disadvantages are reduced human touch. Uh, some of the biggest, most challenging, and most emotional experiences in an office involve HR. It's HR working directly with employees and their families on very personal matters like health, life insurance, sick leave, when somebody passes away. Loss of in-house expertise. When companies outsource HR functions, they still need to keep a toe in the HR areas. You should still name someone on staff as a point person to check on those outsourced tasks. Otherwise, you lose the risk of your company and HR team being a totally different page. Plus, HR should share the company's culture given their close work with the employees. Are you doing that? And last but not least, less availability. There's a good chance a response won't be as quick from an external company as it would be from an in-house HR personnel. Mind you, this doesn't happen most of the times. Contracts should be reviewed annually to see whether the outsourcing is benefit, benefiting the organization and the employees. And if not, reevaluate. If not, negotiate. If not, look for a new advisor. My recommendation to you is whether you're starting, whether you have a couple of years under your belt as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, trying to make it, Always look for a service that will help you learn and understand all the compliances that exist. It's not complicated. It's all in your mind. Oh, I cannot afford it. If you think you cannot afford it, you would never afford it. You will never afford it. Oh, that's too expensive. It's not for me. Oh, you're too expensive. Whenever I, whenever I start making more money, I'll hire you. Maybe whenever you start making more money, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be more expensive and I'll continue being out of your reach. Just think about that. We all grow. 
businesses are matter. You're always aiming for growth. Something to think about. Today we're going to end up our show with a quote from very relevant from the 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt. And he said, far and away, the best prize that life offers is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. Remember, you are in your business, in your company, in your enterprise, because you have a dream, because you started with a passion. I've never worked any day in my life because I do what I do because this is my passion. I love advising. I love resolving issues. I love what I do. It's my passion. I actually enjoy what I do. And I've never worked any day in my life. I hope you do the same. It's been great seeing you. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn.